WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Monday morning. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Thanks so much for being with us here right off the top at 6 o'clock for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540 in the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, gas prices head down more in one minute. The flow of migrants into Florida stopped for now, but I'll tell you what I think is behind this, and you haven't heard it before. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. Good news for the two million Floridians expected to hit the road for the Memorial Day weekend. AAA says gas prices could be 30 cents a gallon lower than last year's holiday. The current statewide average of $2.64 is the lowest it's been since March. AAA reports the average price in the Orlando area today is $2.58, down $0.09 cents from a week ago. It's amazing, Alan. I can't remember the last time I saw gas prices going down in the run-up to Memorial Day. I saw gas on $17.92 at O'Brien in Maitland-Castleberry area for $2.47 a gallon at the same station that sold it just a few weeks ago when all the stations peaked out at about $2.79. It's an unusual trend and uh, one that's welcome, particularly if you're hitting the road for the holiday. Thanks, Gas Bud. That's this, it. <laughs> this news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We're now hearing the final moments as the pilot of a small plane was forced to make an emergency landing on I-4 during rush hour in Orlando last Thursday. I am uh, about 11 miles north of the airport and I just ran out of fuel on one time. Angel Garcia asking air traffic controllers to let him land at Orlando Executive Airport, but he didn't make it. Hey, mayday, mayday, going down. No, no airport, no airport. The plane went down on a ramp at I-4 and Maitland Boulevard, clipping one car, but luckily no one was injured. Do those transmissions remind you faintly of Sully? Yeah, no, no, you know, no airport. We're going down to the Hudson. Exactly. Very similar. An immigration plan that alarmed South Florida authorities is apparently not happening. Governor Ron DeSantis tweeting that the federal government will not transport hundreds of detained migrants to facilities in Palm Beach and Broward counties. DeSantis said this weekend the plan came from what he calls the inner bowels of the federal bureaucracy and not from President Trump. But I have a theory and what's behind all of this politically. I'll float it in a moment and see how it flies. The mother of slain Florida teenager Trayvon Martin is channeling her campaign to end gun violence into the political arena. Sabrina Fulton unveiled her plan to seek a seat on the Miami-Dade County Board of Commissioners on Saturday. The Miami Herald reports a more formal Monday afternoon announcement would be the official launch. She plans to challenge Oliver Gilbert, the Miami Gardens mayor, for the commission chair, soon to be vacated because of term limits. Fulton has spent much of her time running a foundation bearing her son's name that focuses on social justice and gun reform. Martin was killed in 2012 by then-neighborhood watchman George Zimmerman. Fulton says she was just a mom before that day, but found her activism when she lost her son. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A billionaire investor is paying off the student loan debts for graduates of Morehouse College. Robert F. Smith made the stunning announcement as he delivered the commencement address at the all-male, historically black college in Atlanta. Morehouse says Smith promised as much as $40 million dollars make sure each graduate leaves college debt-free. That's phenomenal. That kind of trumps 
Oprah when she gave away a car to everybody in the audience. This is an unbelievable thing, and they had no idea it was coming. Yeah, stunning. West Palm Beach native and FSU grad Brooks Kepka is celebrating his second consecutive PGA Championship victory. He carded a 4-over-74 on Sunday at Beth Page Black up at Long Island, but held on to beat Dustin Johnson by two strokes. It's Kepka's fourth career major win in just the last two years. Well, it's been incredibly quick. I know that. Um, it's It's been so much fun these last, what is it, two years? It's pretty close to two years. Um, it's incredible. I don't, I, I don't think I even thought I was going to do it that fast. I don't think anybody did. Kepka joins Tiger Woods as the only back-to-back winner since the PGA Championship went to stroke play in 1958. Boy, it got tight there for a while. Some yeah. real drama when DJ, uh, the world's number one at that time, almost caught him, but not so. Yeah, he was up by, Kepka was up by seven shots going into the final I round. Know. Winds up winning by two. You bet. WFLA News time is 6.06. An Oklahoma man is shocked to find a seven-foot-long snake crawling into his dryer. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. I think I would have been compelled to hit the start button on that dryer, Alan. <laughs> well... I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure I'll get some flack for that. You can you can read the story online. The guy <laughs> the guy t- started to take the dryer apart because he knew he had to get the snake out of there. Oh, the this. snake would probably like it if you turned it on. Probably was cold. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about the cold blooded thing. They move around better when they're warm. I'd be happy to warm them up. I was going to say spoiler alert. Oh. The, the snake is okay. All right. And so is the guy. There we go. Yeah, plus he found five socks that don't have partners. <laughs> <laughs> Important research there. All right. Good deal. Great to be with you on the 50,000-watt front porch after a beautiful Central Florida weekend. And, boy, about as pretty a morning as you'll ever see in the drive-in uh, in a full moon. And, uh, gosh, there wasn't even any dew on the car. The air is so unusually dry right now. But I'm not sure that's going to last. We'll enjoy it while we can. In a moment, uh, my theory, and I haven't heard this from anybody else, as to what this effort to ship migrants to South Florida and elsewhere around the country really is all about. Um, and it's on hold for now, as Alan reported. Uh, but we're going to look into this, and we'll see whether or not you buy the Budman's thinking in just a moment. And in just a moment, it's your chance to make your wallet great again. You can win $1,000 in our texting contest. Here's how it works. You listen for the keyword of the hour. We'll announce our first keyword of the day in moments. You text the keyword to 200-200. If you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513 telling you you've won $1,000. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win a grand and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.08. Headlines for you right now. A Republican falling just short of calling for the impeachment of President Trump. Michigan Congressman Justin Amash 
says Trump has engaged in impeachable conduct, even though Amash doesn't explicitly call for Trump's impeachment. He is the first Republican in Congress to be open to the idea of impeachment on the record and to openly disagree with the rest of his party on that matter. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. I can tell you the Republican House leader Kevin McCarthy was asked about Amash, and he says, you know, he's a libertarian, and he, he seldom agrees with most of the party and seldom votes the way McCarthy votes, and he's not really surprised. I did a little research on this, as I am wont to do. Somebody ought to ask Amash whether his antipathy for Trump has anything to do with his family history. His father was a Palestinian. His mother came here from Syria. And I wonder if Trump being so staunchly pro-Israel is just a huge problem for Amash that makes him really especially biased against anything Trump does. I mean, that's always po- I think that's very possible. But when it comes to Amash, he's really more libertarian than Republican in a lot of ways. He hasn't really fallen in line with a lot of what Republicans did. So I know the media made a big deal about this over the weekend. I don't think it is a big deal, but they're not looking really. for cracks in the armor. Yeah, it really he's not. He, it's no surprise that he was the guy to do this. Yeah, there we go. Now, um, we talked last week about this plan that initially we thought came out of the Trump White House. There were denials that it did, but I suspected at least at some level, if it weren't directly the president himself, that key members of his team loved the idea of taking this flood of migrants uh, that is overwhelming the southern border and start shipping them out here and there across the country, starting with shipping a bunch of them on a regular basis into southeast Florida, Palm Beach, and Broward counties. There was a hue and cry locally. Governor Ron DeSantis, who's tight with the president, um, got in on this and said, no, that's not acceptable, reportedly got on the horn to the president who said, you know, it really wasn't my idea, and now the president uh, is saying, no, 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 we're not doing this. Apparently this came out of the uh, very frustrated and overwhelmed Customs and Border Patrol, the ICE folks along the southern border, who are being overwhelmed. You know, Congress isn't doing what it needs to do. Most of the blame goes to the Democrats, who are just about to stick it to Trump and anything he wants to do, like border security, the wall, anything there, they're not going to go for it. Now, I thought initially, Yaffe, and I said it on the show, I think, Friday when this broke, that I thought it was Trump just trying to stick it to all the liberals in southeast Florida. And, and there were a few more liberal counties, if any, in this state than Broward and Palm Beach. So I thought it was no coincidence they were going to be sent there. Local officials went nuts. Um, I've done further thinking on this, and I don't know if you can get anybody to admit to it, but I think if I'm sitting in the Trump administration thinking, how are we going to get some of these things done in the way of border security that now we can't get done because the Democrats control the House of Representatives? And I'm sitting within the Trump administration at some level, and I'm advising the president, and I tell him, you know, or maybe the president comes to me and tells me, we ought to start shipping migrants into municipalities that are run by Democrats, and most cities are run by Democrats in this country. 
That way, there'll be a hue and cry, well, we can't have this, we can't handle it, it's a social services nightmare, a homeless crisis in the making, we have to do something. And they get on the horn to their representatives in Congress and the Democratic Party and say, get off your butts, get off your hands, enough with just sticking it to Trump and blocking him on everything. We've got to do something about the flood on the border because the flood has come to us and this is intolerable. And the Democrats who run these cities get the Democrats in the House of Representatives and the Senate on board and suddenly you get bipartisan support for major border security. That's where I think this idea came from. Specifically from whom it came, I do not know. But if I'm in the Trump administration, I would sit there and say, you know what? This is genius. This is the only way to get the Democrats on board for securing the border and ending this nightmare of migrants flooding into this country unchecked, changing the asylum laws, etc. Now, you tell me. Is the Bud Man stark raving mad? Did he get too much sun over the weekend? The answer to that question is I'm not stark raving mad, I don't think, but I did get a lot of sun over the weekend. Do you think I'm on to something here? Do you think that's really where this came from? And I've got to tell you, on that level, I think it's a genius idea. What do you think? 407-916-5400. The text line open to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. You think I'm onto something here with my theory on what's behind this plan now stopped to um, send migrants to cities all over this country run by Democrats? What do you think to get action in Congress from the Democrats? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. You're next. We'll get the gang involved in this here on the 50,000-watt front porch, too, because they're looking at me funny, and I don't know what they're thinking. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines, Vice President Mike Pence visits Jacksonville today. He'll participate in an America First Policies event on how the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement is a better deal for American workers. The Vice President also plans to attend a roundtable with three North Florida Republican congressmen. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. So, for now anyway, they've stopped um, this plan to send the overflow of migrants at the border um, into South Florida and in other inland municipalities around the country. I gave you my, uh, my theory, and I, I haven't read that anyone else is, uh, uh, is floating this, but it makes absolute sense to me um, that this would be something the Trump administration would want to do to get the the municipalities that are going to be flooded with these migrants, they're not expecting. Uh, and, 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 and it's not just to stick it to the liberals. It's to get them to scream at their own Democrats in Congress and to get Congress and the Democrat majority in the House of Representatives uh, on board with serious border security changes that are desperately needed in this country. You know, it was amazing on Friday to hear the local officials down there basically make the same point that Trump has been making all along. 
They're saying we can't handle this yeah. influx. We're not prepared. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what Trump has been saying from the beginning, but people like you wouldn't support him. Do you think at some level in the Trump administration that the theory that I just floated has been actively discussed and considered? It makes absolute yeah. sense to me. I mean, I think it's possible. I just Trump's usually the kind of guy, if something like that happens, he'll stick to it. If he has a plan like that, he'll stick to it. What do you think, Melissa? I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I like what happened, and I think somewhere there's going to be someone patting himself on the back, taking credit for this genius move, you know, in the White House. Yeah, that was me. But I don't think they planned on this. I think someone leaked it from Border Patrol down in Miami, just kind of a heads up. Yeah, they're searching for cities, but you know what I'm saying? It was nothing died in, in wool. Yeah, apparently this came out of the Border Patrol down on the border in Texas, et cetera. Um, uh, but, you know... I have to believe that somehow the Trump White House was connected to this because it just makes absolute sense to me. We lost a couple of phone calls. Too bad. I wanted to take them. Let's go to the text line. What's well, in? Well, yeah, I actually have one texter who makes a really good point, says, uh, you're correct, bud. You know, this goes along with his original idea to send aliens to sanctuary cities and states. Remember, that was a big controversy just a few weeks ago. Right. And that was definitely a stick it to him. And now get a handle on what we're facing down on the border by experiencing it yourselves, you know. Uh, and, and honest to goodness, I think this is a logical uh, extension of that, the theory I have posted here. Yeah, another texter says, you might be on to something, bud, but the Democrats don't seem to care about their voters and their cities. Their cities are already falling apart for the most part, and unless this somehow could affect them as an individual and not make them the victim, this plan will not work. I'm not that cynical. I think the Democrats do care about their voters in their cities because they care about power. You know, if you can't have that, if you don't have the, if you don't have the votes. Let me see if we can get a quick call in here. Um, John, back on the line out of Claremont. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Good morning, John. Have we got you on line one? Not happening. And we're having problems with the phone system. Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. Come back and uh, see me. All right? Thank you. Alan, bottom of the hour. You're just down the hallway from the newsroom. And uh, what's going on? Not one, but two vice presidents visiting Florida, bud. And the Avengers are replaced. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 628 on Good Morning Orlando. Yes, this is Vice President Week in the state of Florida, Alan. Apparently, bud, politics taking center stage in the Sunshine State to start the week as the current and former Vice Presidents of the United States pay us a visit. Former Vice President and current 2020 Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden is beginning his week in Florida. Today, he's hoping to inject big bucks in his campaign with an event in Miami. Tomorrow, he'll be in the Orlando area with high-powered attorney John Morgan welcoming him to his home. Current Vice President Mike Pence wants to get more people behind the president's campaign, promising to end NAFTA. During an America First Policies event in Jacksonville this morning, he's expected to demand Congress pass the administration's U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ballots continue to pour in as Volusia County voters consider raising taxes. A special mail-in election will decide if the county raises its sales tax by half a penny. At last report yesterday, more than 100,000 ballots had been turned in, which amounts to 25 percent of eligible voters. The deadline to submit ballots is tomorrow at 7 p.m. A Disney World employee is accused of stealing clothing off the backs of several 
animatronic characters at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, no way. Patrick Spikes allegedly <laughs> stole more than $7,000 worth of clothing and accessories from the Haunted Mansion, then sold one of the dresses online for $1,000. Disney Park goers telling our news partner Fox 35 it's all a bit odd. It's just strange. That's just kind of weird. I think it's opportunistic. I don't think it's the right thing to do. It's theft is what it is. And then there's apparently enough of a market to incentivize him to do it. Deputies first discovered Spike's alleged scheme in an online forum where he routinely posted behind-the-scenes pictures from the park. There's a new number one at the box office. Three weeks at the top, Avengers Endgame has been replaced at the top spot by Keanu Reeves and the third installment of John Wick. Jonathan, what have you done? John Wick Chapter 3 has grossed an estimated $57 million in its opening weekend. Avengers Endgame slid to second place in its fourth weekend with $29 million. This is the fight of our lives. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. Pokemon Detective Pikachu placed third with over $24 million, and A Dog's Journey opened in fourth. Debbie Hanley, Fox News. Kawhi Leonard scored eight of his 36 points in the second overtime as the Raptors knocked off the Bucks 118-112 in Game 3 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals at Toronto. Milwaukee leads the series 2-1. WFLA News time is 6.34. Be listening just after the top of the hour for your next chance to make your wallet great again. When we announce the keyword of the hour, text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. In the wake of the Bloomberg Business Report, this business-related and economic-related headline for you right now, President Trump is touting the end of tariffs. Canada and Mexico imposed on U.S. farm products. Canada and Mexico lifted tariffs on pork and other food products after Trump on Friday removed tariffs he imposed last year on steel and aluminum from the North American neighbors. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Forge. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's interesting, Yaffe, because the president has long said that his end goal, you know, with these trade wars and imposing tariffs, is to ratchet down tariffs to nothing on both sides. That has been his stated goal in many of these situations. And now it's just happened with Canada and Mexico, which is very interesting. Yeah, if that's the goal, I like it. Yep. All right, now, I wonder what you think of this. And um, listen, this is interesting. From the New York Times over the weekend and other outlets picking up on it, President Trump, as Memorial Day weekend approaches, and it is this weekend, more on that and a, and a service that I'll be emceeing for, I think, about the 25th year that I certainly hope you will be a part of. And if you don't come to where I'll be, I hope you will definitely make time for our American heroes in your Memorial Day weekend activities. But that's in a moment. President Trump, according to the New York Times headline, may be preparing pardons for servicemen accused of war crimes that the president is considering in conjunction with Memorial Day pardons for several American military members accused or convicted of war crimes. This, according to two United States officials, um, they say that the Trump administration uh, has made expedited requests this week for paperwork needed to pardon the troops on or around Memorial Day. Uh, one request is for Special Operations Chief Edward Gallagher of the Navy SEALs, who was scheduled to stand trial in the coming weeks, stand trial in the coming weeks on charges of shooting unarmed civilians and killing an enemy captive with a knife, 
while deployed in Iraq. Um, now, a little bit more on that. The Navy SEALs who served with Chief Gallagher uh, told authorities he indiscriminately shot at civilians, gunning down a young woman in a flowered hijab uh, and an unarmed old man. And this is the New York Times, all right? Definitely anti-Trump, uh, not hawkish on the military. You know, you, you have to go to other sources to find out uh, that a lot of this has been vehemently denied uh, by Gallagher, by others who have worked with him. Uh, there's bad blood against some people who were under him, who didn't like how tough he was on them and might have been out to get him. A lot of extenu extenuating circumstances. I can tell you that, um, uh, that, that Trump has praised Gallagher for his service to this country. And then there is this Major Goldstein. He is on this short list. Uh, Major Matthew Goldstein, the Army Green Beret, accused of killing an unarmed Afghan in 2010. President Trump has singled him out, calling him a U.S. military hero. Goldstein charged with killing an Afghan man that he and other soldiers said had bomb-making material. After an interrogation, the soldiers let the man go, fearing that the man would return to making improvised explosives. The Times reports uh, that had already killed a couple of Marines in the area. Major Goldstein later said he killed the man. Um, there are a few others as well. But my bottom line on all of this is... You know, I, I like the idea in general of pardoning these people who in a time of war under unbelievable conditions imposed on them by the enemy and, the, and what they've been through and the fear that their life would be gone in the next minute, make a decision and take somebody out, and it is considered to be a war crime. I think it is a prescription if you lock these people up for the rest of their lives, and that's what they're facing here, you're going to wind up with too many gun-shy U.S. soldiers in combat zones. It's very similar to how I feel about the story we talked about the end of last week, about the Orlando police officer held in high regard, now facing a manslaughter charge that could find him behind bars for up to 15 years. Very rare that a cop using a gun in the line of duty faces a charge that could send him up the river for 15 years. But this is what this officer faces. And if you lock him up for doing what he was doing, trying to stop the bad guys, and he clearly was trying to do that and killed one of them, you're going to wind up with gun-shy cops. That's a prescription for dead cops and dead civilians. You and me, in the military, that's a prescription for dead soldiers, our soldiers, and their comrades. And that's why I have a problem under combat war conditions with finding these guys guilty of war crimes when unimaginable stress has been on them and unimaginable threats against them. That's why I am wide open to these pardons. Now, you tell me, and particularly you guys who do serve and gals who do serve or have served this country with a uniform on, do you understand where I'm coming from here? Do I need to be set straight? 407-916-5400. 
Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We'll talk after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes right here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. Three people are hurt after a shooting at a bar in Brevard County. It happened Sunday afternoon at Palm Bay at the wet spot on Dixie Highway during a memorial ceremony. The victims are in serious condition. No arrest has been announced and no word yet on a motive. Up to date uh, headlines for you every 10 minutes in our top stories. The promise every morning, all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Jaffe, do you know where I'm coming from on the, on the issue of these pardons? I mean, I'm sure there are some situations where there's a legitimate war crime committed, but in a time of war, you know, in, in combat, for God's sakes, against an absolutely brutally uh, violent enemy, you know, ideologically committed against us, a lot of radical Islamic types, et cetera, here. I mean, you can't put a, a soldier in a situation thinking if he fires his gun to save his own life and the life of his troops under somewhat questionable circumstances, you know, because of what he has been through over there, that he's going to wind up in a prison cell in the United States for the rest of his life when he comes back. I mean, I think, honestly, if we knew a lot of what, you know, our World War II troops did over there, you know, they they probably had to do stuff like that all the time, but it was necessary, this like is you're a, saying. Th- this has come down, I think, mostly from the Obama administration, where they changed the rules of engagement, et cetera, and, uh, and created uh, situations, you know, that now can, can, can result in somebody being tried and convicted of war crimes and locked up forever after serving their country and simply trying to kill the enemy, which is kind of what soldiers are sent into combat to do, right? You know, and, and, and it was Colin Powell who said uh, back in the Gulf War times, you know, that, that's what the Army does. You know, we kill people and we break things. Right. <laughs> we kill people and we break things. And we have a military com- criminal justice system set up to police that military. People who already know the atrocities of war and what situation those soldiers are put into. And, and frankly, the soldiers should not commit murder or war crimes or any of that while they're in military service. I didn't want somebody well, wait, like wait, that wait, next so wait, to wait, me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is the, what is the line, Melissa, between it being called murder and when it be called Killing the enemy. One of our texters <laughs> explains it better than I can, saying, Bud, you didn't give all the information about the SEAL, the enemy combatant he killed, and I can confirm this story is pretty much on track. He says, was a 15-year-old kid who was already in custody and being questioned, just walked up and stabbed the kid multiple times. Um, but what was the provocation or the threat? That was the issue, and that's the other side of that story. Now, you exactly. served in the military, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and have you ever watched the show JAG back in the day where they had the military justice system? It's very, very tough. It's tougher than our penal system, I'll give you that. But these people have to fight alongside of each other, and you can't have a rapist or a murderer standing there and feel comfortable and think that this is the way it's going to be, bud. It's interesting. Trump recently uh, pardoned Army First Lieutenant Michael Behenna, you'll remember the story, who had been convicted of killing an Iraqi man during an interrogation in 2008. Hannah said the man had tried to grab his gun. It was him or it was the Iraqi. 
and in a very tense time of war. And Yaffe, you're right. This kind of stuff didn't get guys in World War II locked up for the rest of their lives. What are the texters saying? Do I have any support on this? Well, I, I tend to agree with what this texter said. Pardons, yes. Case-by-case case review. That's an opinion of a veteran on the text line. So that's kind of, this is one of those situations well, where I feel like you have to look at each individual situation. Well, and, and I don't think that, I, I think you may wind up with a couple of pardons here, because I think yeah. I know how the president and, feels in general, but I think, I think you may look at a couple of the, where the pardons do not come through. I, right. I didn't have time to get into, you know, the other ones. Mm -hmm. There's like about four of them they're thinking yeah. he's looking at. And that's at. the right of the president. The president has the right to pardon people. That he is does. correct. Yeah. Now, uh, someone texted in saying, uh, so the Nuremberg trials were wrong then? War that's crimes. Kind okay. of the other. That's, that's the kind extreme of the other end side. there. Yeah, thank you. And that, and for anybody who's wondering, what are we talking about here? Could be a generational problem. They put the surviving Nazi leaders on trial uh, in Israel uh, right after World War II. And, um, you know, I, yeah, those were war crimes. Yeah, one person says there's the problem right there. Too many lawyers running these wars. You know, I mean that—that's what—that's a war crime when you are when you are putting people in gas chambers and killing them literally by the hundreds of thousands and the millions because they are Jewish. That's a whole different oh, deal than these close calls in combat you do, that could wind up getting our troops locked up for the rest of their lives. You just have to look at how the rules of engagement have changed, though, since Desert Storm and all that. It's really tough. Well, that's a problem, I think. They've tied the military's hands to a level we haven't seen before, and some of these guys get caught in that. Uh, I'm not saying that there isn't a legitimate situation out there or somebody ought to be locked up, you know, for an absolute slam dunk war crime scenario. But a lot of these cases are not at all like that. Let's salute those who have served, and particularly those who have given the last full measure of devotion, as Lincoln said famously, in service to their country. Our fallen heroes that we salute on Memorial Day. There's a great ceremony that I invite you to, that I have served as master of ceremony proudly for about 25 years now. And we're talking about Glenhaven Memorial Park on Temple Drive in Winter Park. It is a beautiful spot, and it's an amazing ceremony put together by Sally Kopke and her team year after year after year. I mean, we're going to have great patriotic music from the VFW 2093 uh, Community Band and the soloist Charles Hogabrooks, who will just bless you with his voice and the Florida State Reenactment Society, the Winter Springs High School Army, J-R-O-T-C. These kids are great. They're all in uniform there. They are fantastic. The Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts, and they all help out as well. We're going to have reenactments of famous scenes, uh, Iwo Jima and others in U.S. military history, and, and people in uniform from all the, um, all the great wars in this country. And the guest speaker will be... Ali Braswell, he is the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. It's 11 o'clock on Monday morning, and that will be at Glenhaven Memorial Park. Come honor our fallen heroes. Wherever you are in Central Florida, there will be other opportunities for you to do just that. Let me turn it over to Alan Spector, who's come down the hallway from the... Uh, uh, from the newsroom, my co-host ready to get us all up to date at 7 o'clock. Alan? Bud, Ron DeSantis says migrants are not heading for Florida. 
and Trayvon Martin's mom gets into politics. Those stories and others along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando, on this beautiful, bright Monday morning after a fabulous Central Florida weekend. Good to have you here at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. Migrants not Florida-bound for now. Details in one minute. Talk of war with Iran. If we had one, what would it do to the Trump presidency? We'll debate it next on Good Morning Orlando. A relief for authorities in South Florida. Immigrants are not headed from Texas to Palm Beach and Broward counties. That word from Governor Ron DeSantis. The governor tweeting that, quote, President Donald Trump and I spoke yesterday, meaning Saturday, and confirmed that he did not approve nor would approve sending immigrants who illegally crossed the border to Florida. It is not going to happen. Yeah, this will be great for calls on Open Mind Monday, one hour from now, Alan. We talked about it at 6. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Gas prices are taking an unexpected dive going into the start of the summer driving season. Rory O'Neill has more from our newsroom. If the trend continues, AAA estimates prices at the pump will be 30 cents lower than a year ago. That's almost five bucks per tank. Statewide gas prices average 264 a gallon, the lowest since March. Orlando has some of the cheapest petrol prices, averaging 258. AAA cautions world events, especially trouble in the Middle East, could cause those prices to climb again. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. For folks just joining us, Gas Bud reports 247 a gallon driving in this morning at at least one station in Maitland on 1792, down 32 cents from a few weeks ago. Ouch. Today, ouch. No, ouch. I, why am I saying ouch? I have no idea. Well, I have a lot of heavy investments in oil companies. <laughs> Maybe and... that's it. <laughs> right. Today, the Lakeland City Commission will take up a plan for retail giant Amazon to open a cargo handling facility at the Lakeland Airport. The project could bring up to 1,000 jobs to the area. This will probably double our economic impact with the amount of jobs and the investment that they're going to make in this facility and the year-round activity that's going to occur here. So we're pretty excited. Lakeland Linder Airport Director Gene Conrad talking to News Channel 8 in Tampa. If approved, construction on the Amazon cargo facility will begin July 3rd and will take a year to complete. Trayvon Martin's mother is running for office in South Florida. Sabrina Fulton got involved with social justice causes after the fatal 2012 shooting of her 17-year-old son by George Zimmerman in Sanford. Fulton is now seeking a seat on the Miami-Dade County Board of County Commissioners. The president hitting the road again, returning to Pennsylvania for a rally this evening. President Donald Trump will rally in central Pennsylvania near Williamsport. He'll be there not only to support State Representative Fred Keller, a Republican who's running for the open 12th District Congressional seat in tomorrow's special election, but will also be there to shore up his own re-election presence in a state he won by less than a percentage point in 2016. It comes as Democratic candidates for 2020 are increasing appearances in Pennsylvania, and former Vice President Joe Biden shows 
Philadelphia as the base for his campaign. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Brooks Kepka's seven-shot lead entering the final round of the PGA Championship on Long Island shrunk yesterday, but he held on for a two-shot victory. It's the fourth major win for the West Palm Beach native and former FSU star. To be standing here today with four majors is it's mind-blowing. Today was definitely the most satisfying out of all of them uh, for how stressful that round was, uh, how stressful DJ made that. DJ is Dustin Johnson, who finished second. WFLA News time is 7.06. A young basketball player's mother is caught tripping a member of the other team during a game. That story and video are online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox with you until... Nine o'clock. I am really embarrassed, and I'm really glad that we have people listening to this show closely because I pride myself on knowing my history. But on the fly, ad living, trying to put uh, the Nuremberg trials comment from a texture um, in perspective. I, I made a couple of terrible mistakes, and and the texture called me on this. The Nuremberg trials, of course were not held in Israel, hadn't been created yet. They were held in Nuremberg, Germany, uh, you know, which was a real focal point for Hitler in his rise to power. They used to hold you know, those enormous rallies in Nuremberg uh, during uh, the Nazi run there. So I, I, needed to, you know, I needed to get myself set straight here, and I did. And uh, you know, sometimes you can get yourself in trouble when you're live on the radio and you're off the page at living on the fly, and that is one of those times, and I want to thank you for calling me on it. It's like when I said, ouch, when gas prices were dropping. I just, I don't know why that was my reaction. <laughs> well, because because you're a noted oil baron. With oh, all yeah. of those investments, price sure. of oil goes down, you lose your shirt. Well, I just want to give you both a blanket forgiveness uh, throw. Okay? An absolution here. Oh. A blessing from the fox. Boom. I like that. In a moment, lots of talk of war with Iran. Um, and what would happen if we did go to war with Iran? I want to talk to you about the politics of this. What would it do to the Trump presidency? I've got some strong feelings. We'll see what you think. And by the way, on war with Iran, we will hear from the president in a moment. Coming up. Your chance to make your wallet great again is coming up. Win $1,000 in our texting contest. We're about to announce the keyword of this hour. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could be winning $1,000. If you do, you'll get a call from area code 513 informing you of that fact. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. 709 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining our hot talk topic with you of this hour and Good Morning Orlando, President Trump has strong words for Iran. On Twitter Sunday, the president wrote that if Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. He added a warning for Tehran never to threaten the U.S. again. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
I already have a texter who thinks a war with Iran would be good for the Trump presidency. Um, Pat Buchanan wrote a piece I totally agree with. I could have written myself, although he's a better writer than I am, better than most, um, where he said it would be catastrophic for the Trump presidency, and that's exactly where I am, and I'll explain in a moment. But first of all, uh, we have the very strong uh, Trump tweet uh, that I just quoted for you on the headlines, but let's go back in recent weeks to these cuts of Trump on Iran. We'll see what happens with Iran. If they do anything, it will be a very bad mistake if they do anything. Mr. President, are you planning to send 120,000 troops to the Middle East in response to Iran? I think it's fake news, okay? Now, would I do that? Absolutely. But we have not planned for that. And if we did that, we'd send a hell of a lot more troops than that. That from a distance was, Mr. President, are we going to war with Iran? I hope not. And then more recently, over the weekend, in an interview on Fox, the president, listen. I don't want to fight, but you do have situations like Iran. You can't let them have nuclear weapons. You just can't let that happen. So you get the idea that if they develop nuclear weapons, that that would be grounds for initiating war with Iran. Obviously, if they were to attack us directly with nuclear weapons or otherwise, I think it probably would ignite a war with Iran. But keep in mind, President Trump, as tough as he is, he campaigned on, I remember the quote, I'm going to get us out of stupid wars. No more stupid wars. Remember? Still hasn't been able to get us fully out of Afghanistan, but I know he's committed to not getting into these ventures like the Iraq war that did not go as we had expected it to go and as the Bush administration had sold us on how it would go. And we lost a lot of blood and a lot of treasure over there. I think it would be a political disaster if we got into a war with Iran. Let's not even debate whether we'd win it or or whatever would happen, okay? But it would run totally against the grain of what attracted a lot of people to Trump about no more stupid wars. There is no poll that will indicate that I am aware of that there is any significant support in this country for sending our young men and women into war against Iraq and coming back in body bags. We're not the the mood of the country after what we've been through and continue to be through in Afghanistan is not at all with a war in Iran. And I think it would be a nightmare. And I think there are some out there who are trying to gin this thing up. And it isn't just the hawks like Bolton, the national security advisor, and Pompeo, the secretary of state, or in the president's ear. I think it's a lot of never-Trumpers who are out there. You know, and, and the Iraq War neocons who are licking their wounds, and Buchanan writes about this, and I think he makes a good point, who say, aha, This is a way to destroy this guy. We've been looking for a way. Nothing seems to work. Get him into a war with Iran, and his supporters will run from him, and he will be made a one-term president. So, unless we are attacked in a major way directly by Iran, politically, a war with Iran would be a disaster for the Trump presidency. That's what I believe. What do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Their standard message and data rates apply. 
politically, I say a war with Iran, disaster for Trump. And if he's seeking a second term, which he obviously is, I think it would end the Trump presidency. 407-916-5400. Or if it were to happen in the second term, I think it would destroy the second term in all likelihood, unless you had a nuclear attack by Iran, God forbid, or some major direct attack on us, unprovoked by Iran. That's where I am on this, and you know me enough to know I'm not some kind of a pacifist, anti-war wimp. But that's how I really feel. Now, you tell me how you feel. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. An immigration plan that alarms South Florida authorities apparently not happening. Governor Ron DeSantis, and we talked about this earlier in the show, tweeted Sunday that the federal government will not transport hundreds of detained migrants to facilities in Palm Beach and Broward counties. DeSantis said this weekend the plan came from what he called the inner bowels of the federal bureaucracy, and he says not from President Trump. We'll talk about this on Open Mind Monday. I'd like to get more calls in on that. It was a hot topic when we came on the air. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Well, I got one caller on the line who says war with Iran will be a disaster. Another says war with Iran would bring peace to the Middle East. Callers don't hang up. I'm coming to you. But I'm intrigued with what's coming in on that ever-active text line. How about we start there, gang? Yeah, one person disagrees with you, bud, says, I'm a Trumpster who's been on the Trump train from day one. I can't see going to war with the rain as a bad thing for Trump if and only if the case can really be made that we are defending American interests in the region. So he basically thinks that it would be good for Trump if he makes the case well. I got to tell you, you know, we built up a big coalition for the Gulf War against Saddam Hussein, if you yeah. remember. Where would our allies be on this? Great Britain, France, and Germany are all continuing to trade with Iran and blew off Pompeo. They're not going to change that. They're not going to help us. I, you know, forget it with Russia and China. They'd always be against That's us in true. this. Where are the allies that mean anything? I, don't, I think it would be very tough to put together a coalition, and I don't know I'd want to go solo with an Iran that is three times the size of Iraq with three times the population. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you for the most part. I think the only thing that would help Trump is if it went well. You know, at first it would be a political disaster, but if the war, you know, was overwhelmingly successful and yeah. over within a matter of weeks— yeah. That tends to help presidents. American people are going to have a hard time buying. I'm sorry, because I was a Bush 43 supporter and Dick Cheney saying they'll be cheering us in the streets and this will all be over quickly. Yeah. You know, and I we'll agree. find those weapons of mass destruction, blah, 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 blah. Let's go to the phones. Eric in Melbourne Beach. Good morning, Eric. You know how Mr. Trump plays? It's called proactive. You are reactionary when you said, oh, if they hit us with nuclear weapons. Are you kidding me? It's the people, not the people of Iran are beautiful. It's the, it's the leadership, the dictators that are on notice. Now, well, let and me ask you, you this. Quote, well, let me ask, for you to what? quote Pat Buchanan, a pansy with overseas stuff, and this is a, you don't compare Iraq with Iran. I just did. I gave you some but perspective. You don't do that. That's the problem. 
right there. Okay. Now you tell me, would you just initiate war against Iran? And how would no, it happen? I wouldn't. And how would you, know, you know how he's playing. He is saying, we're calling you out. You're on notice, Iran, just like, an, like Spo- with China, with their building right, their Eric, islands Eric, and stuff. Eric, Eric, take a deep breath and tell me one more thing, okay? And that is this. How would a war play for the Trump presidency with Iran? Very how would well. it play? No. You because wrote on the, the screen to, people- uh, to Melissa, war with Iran will be a disaster. Don't play bait and switch with me. Is that what you told her? I, I never I never said that. I never said it would be a disaster. All right. Well, all right. We'll figure that out. Here's Don in Orlando. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote a 10-page letter about this about uh, two years ago saying that Iran is the target that Netanyahu realizes that uh, if they develop a nuclear weapon and a delivery mechanism, yeah. uh, the first person they're going to kill is the uh, United States, and the next one is uh, is uh, Israel, and the third yeah. one Don, will be Don, Saudi Arabia. Don, I, I love you, man. Bottom line this in 20 seconds. On the screen it says war will bring peace to the Middle East. That's right. It'll be over. It'll be over quickly, uh, It'll and it will... It would be supported by Saudi Arabia, uh, Jordan, Dubai, Egypt, uh, United Arab Emirates. They're just as afraid of Iran as Israel is, and they are the ones that's going to help. So you'd you'd be okay sending your son or daughter, grandson or granddaughter to die in a war with Iran, right? I would hate it. I think it would uh, start the the tribulation, but it will bring on peace in the Middle East. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. War, war brings on peace. Makes sense. Well, Don's a great guy and a smart guy. Um, uh, I, I just can't go there with him. Uh, we got to get to the news with Alan, uh, but you got anything else? Quick text uh, from our buddy Carl Jackson says, totally disagrees with you on the Trump and Iran thing. Plenty of suburban female voters abandoned Trump in, ni- in 2018 because of uh, security. Women love security. Americans condolesce behind a strong president. I got to tell you, women don't love dead babies that are their own. There is no stomach in this country for another major war in the Middle East. A disaster politically for the president, except under the worst of circumstances where we get nuked by Iran or there's a major attack. Trust me on this one. Alan, bottom of the hour, what's going on? The vice presidents head to Florida. And in our Elsewhere segment, the game is over. The Game of Thrones, that is. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Alan, before we kick it over to you for the bottom of the hour news update of the halfway mark of the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando, putting a button on the last segment here, a texter says, yes, war brings peace, as you suggested sarcastically. Yes, war brings peace, ask Japan and Germany. You know, that's a good point, and uh, it's a lesson that people should learn. Do not listen to anything I say. No, no. I think your point was was well taken uh, in engaging our good friend Don. Um, okay, a little bit of a quiz right now. Name those politicians, huh? Yeah, two of the biggest in politics. 
I'll be heading to the Sunshine State today. During his visit to Jacksonville, Vice President Mike Pence is expected to call out Congress for not voting on the president's new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, which would replace NAFTA. He also plans to participate in a roundtable with three North Florida Republican congressmen. As former Vice President Joe Biden drums up support for his 2020 presidential campaign, he's turning to Florida for finances, holding a fundraiser in Miami today. Tomorrow, he'll be the guest of honor at an event held at high-power attorney John Morgan Orlando area home. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There's been a deadly shooting outside a mosque in Tampa. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office says the shooting happened early this morning, but there's no threat to the public and no evidence this was an act of terrorism. The violence erupted just after midnight prayers at the Islamic Society of Tampa Bay. Protesters rallied on Sunday against Alabama's new abortion law, the strictest in the country, prohibiting nearly all abortions, even in cases of rape and incest. My body, my choice! My body, my choice, the chant of the protesters. Several Republicans spoke out against the law, including Utah Senator Mitt Romney and President Trump. They both say exceptions should be made in cases of rape and incest. National Boating Safety Week is underway, and Florida's Fish and Wildlife Commission says safe boating is saving lives. 628 accidents were reported statewide in 2018. That's down from 766 the year before. As a reminder to wear your life jacket, the FWC is posting stories from people like PJ, who lost her father in a 2014 boating accident. We learned that day that he wasn't invincible, that it could happen to anybody. So I just want people to learn and to remember to please, please, please wear your life jacket. It's so important. And you just don't know how important it is until you lose somebody. A very important reminder there. Wear your life jacket if you're boating. The top five counties for boating accidents last year were Monroe, Miami-Dade, Pinellas, Palm Beach, and Hillsboro. And elsewhere... The game is over. Get this, more than 10 and a half million Americans are expected to take off work today because of last night's finale of Game of Thrones. What, in there, emotionally wrought or something? Uh, possibly. Overwrought? The highly anticipated ending to the HBO Mega hit is set to go down as one of the most watched finales in TV history. Meanwhile, talking about being overwrought by that finale, therapy is being offered to Game of Thrones fans distraught over the show's ending. The the website Bark.com has counselors on hand who are familiar with the series to help fans deal with their feelings, whether it be anger, confusion, or grief. For about 25 to 50 bucks, Fans can book a 30- or 60-minute therapy session via Skype. It's a television show. It's not real. How? What is wrong? We have a nation of wimps here. Therapy because you can't handle the outcome of a fictional show on television with no reality to it? What have we come to, guys? You know, I'll no, ne- I don't understand it. I'll never forget when I found out Newhart was all a dream. It never actually happened. <laughs> Listen, you know, I didn't like the last episode of Seinfeld, but I managed to make it into work without a 
therapy session. <laughs> I mean, come on. Melissa, what's happening? They set this all up the season before. I don't know why you people, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything, but I don't know why they're so let down. But I don't know why they're having a reaction where they can't cope and can't come to work. You know, if I, I'm telling you, I'd fire somebody if I found out it was a reason they weren't in. <laughs> you should have I seen would it can them. John Snow was killed. Oh, that was horrible. Now, two weeks I cried. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> but you showed up. Here's but the I thing, cried. though. Do you feel the same way about sports? Because I know that I noticed this a lot more with sports, mm. where people get really emotional and then like don't want to go into work. Yes, yeah, so all the time. Well, that's important. When the, when the Eagles beat the the my Patriots, I showed up for crying out loud. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, come on. Uh, it, you know, it's snowflake city in this country. But you know, sports is important. Uh, well, it is. Come on, compared to TV. Yeah, you know. All, <laughs> really? right, all right, all right. The Yankees get swept, and all of a sudden, Specter is mysteriously absent. I'll be really wondering. Now. I hope there's a, a, a somewhere on Skype I can go. For I know therapy. I'm playing on your nickel with my little di- tirade here, but for God's sakes, it's a show. Therapy? What else is going on in elsewhere? Arnold Schwarzenegger is okay. Man, he got pummeled. He got blindsided and drop kicked at a sporting event in South Africa on Saturday. The 71-year-old former governor of California was attending the Arnold Classic Africa. In a video of the incident, Schwarzenegger is seen filming a jump rope competition on his Snapchat when a man jumps up and kicks him in the back. The man was detained, and Schwarzenegger said he didn't even realize he was being kicked, thinking he was just jostled by the crowd. Instead, Schwarzenegger did not go down. The Terminator actor took to Twitter to express his thanks for everyone's concern and said he's just glad his Snapchat video didn't get interrupted by the incident. The guy did a flying leap he did. and jammed his feet right into his back, and it was high impact. Do we have any idea what was going on, why this happened? I don't know, but it, it, it could have been much more serious than yeah. it turned out to be. Finally, a town in central Florida is going to have to fix what one resident calls a pretty embarrassing mistake. The fountain in downtown Celebration was closed yesterday after officials realized Walt Disney World and Captiva Island were both misspelled. Instead of a T in Walt's name, there was a D. W-A-L-D, Walt. Well, our good friend Walt Disney. And Captiva <laughs> Island was misspelled as Captiva Island. An extra syllable in there. I'm hoping this is a new fountain and not one that's been there for years and somebody just said, hey, take a look at that. What's going on with that? Well, one fed-up resident told Channel 6, <laughs> for as much as they have to pay in HOA fees, this never should have happened. Jeez, I guess not. Amazing. More on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. My son Brad thinks this is the best part of the show. I Even love- though his old man grinds it out on Hot Topics for three solid hours, is for him, this show is now all about Spectre and elsewhere. He thinks it's the best stuff, and he can't believe the stuff you come up with. And I think he has a lot of, a lot of folks who feel the same way, including me, Alan, to tell you the truth. It's great. I love Brad. <laughs> when, when does the Brad Hedinger show start? <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe as soon as I can't cut it anymore, you know. Maybe it would be like a... You know, that happens sometimes. They pass these shows down. Waiting, he'd, be, he'd be great at it. Waiting in the wings. He's scary good, and he's got a sense of humor just like yours. Could we handle two people like that on the same airwaves? Uh-oh. I don't know if I could handle it. I'm starting to get paranoid. 
<laughs> no. Anyway, but I'll uh, let you know honest. when he gets here, buddy. <laughs> I'll bet you will. <laughs> anyway, all right. More elsewhere uh, coming up next time. Uh, in a moment, um, the most popular baby names across the country for 2018 and here in Florida. What do you think the most popular girl and boy baby names are now? We'll tell you right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now an incredible story with so many college students just awash in loan debt. A billionaire investor, the richest black man in America, is paying off the student loan debts for graduates of Morehouse College. Robert F. Smith made the stunning announcement as he delivered the commencement address at the all-male historically black college in Atlanta. Morehouse says Smith promised as much as $40 million to make sure each graduate left college debt-free. Incredible and a guaranteed way to get a standing ovation, which he got. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. We don't have a lot of time uh, for this this morning, but um, the Social Security Administration has just released its list of the most popular baby names for babies born in the United States last year. Topping the list, Liam and Emma. For Emma, it's the fifth year in a row at number one. For Liam, it's the second year in a row for number one. Let's take a look at the top ten boys and then girls baby names nationwide last year. All right, bud. As you said, Liam, number one on the list of boys' names, followed by Noah at number two, number three, William, number four, James, number five, Oliver. Now going to number six, Benjamin, number seven, Elijah. I like that one. Number eight, Lucas. Number nine, Mason, and number 10, Logan. What about the most popular girls' names in 2018, Melissa? Well, as you mentioned, Emma is number one, followed by Olivia. Mm. Number three is Ava. Number four, Isabella. Five, Sophia. More on Isabella in a moment, finishing out the top 10 most popular baby names for girls in 2018. Number six, Charlotte. Seven, Mia. Eight, Amelia. Nine, Harper. And 10, Evelyn. Now, what's interesting is in the state of Florida, the number one boy's name is the nationally most popular, Liam. Hmm. But the girl's most popular name in Florida for a baby girl last year is Isabella. Isn't that interesting? It's Uh, princess-like. That's why. Maybe that's something about it. Yeah, it does have that kind of regal sound to it. And if you look at the, the map of each state, you see there are, you know, many states all together in the same region who, for example, have an Emma or have a Liam. I don't know that anybody, I think we're the only one with Isabella as the number one girl's boy. Makes me think of Isabella Rossellini, the daughter of Ingrid Bergman. Well, yeah, there you go. It's an elegant name. Maybe it's the Twilight thing because Bella's real name is Isabella. Could be Twilight movies. Well, who knows? I don't know. how. Yaffe, you and I talked about it off air briefly before, and I don't know that there's an answer to this. But how does there become a groundswell for a certain name that 20 years ago wasn't on anybody's top list? And how, and all of a sudden, bang, it's up there. The and only thing I can think of is you see it on social media and you're like, ooh, I like that name. And it just kind of spreads. It goes viral, for instance. Yeah, that could be it. So you blame pop culture. 
Now, I told mm-hmm. you earlier this uh, this uh, morning about mine, where I'm from, my cousins were all born the same year. Three of us all have the exact same first name, although our parents never conferred beforehand. So there's no explanation for that swell. And, and, the, and the name is a variation on Lori, and they're all spelled differently, and mm-hmm. you were all raised on the island of Nantucket mm-hmm. off Massachusetts, and no consultation or nope. collusion, if you will, uh, took place, and you showed up with the same pronunci- pronunciations mm-hmm. of three different spellings of Lori. Yep, all born within months of each other. <laughs> Our firstborn, Jordan, uh, when we named him, th- we thought that's a pretty unique name at the time. This is going back in the early 80s, and uh, as he went along in school, it seemed like there were two or three Jordans in every class every year. Yeah, it's amazing how that gets going. They get red hot, and then they kind of... I got to ask, because our listeners will wonder, was it because of Michael Jordan? No. Okay, but it did just fall in that same time frame. It did, and uh, amazingly enough, uh, Jordan is a huge basketball fan and avid basketball player, as it it happens. Anyway, there you go, for... Florida, it's Liam and Isabella, and uh, across the country, it's Emma and Liam as the most popular baby names last year. I think I've got that right, okay? Um, In a moment, rush with a morning update after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic very quickly in two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. President Trump touting the end of tariffs of Canada and Mexico imposed on U.S. farm products. Canada and Mexico lifted tariffs on pork and other food products after Trump on Friday removed tariffs that he imposed last year on steel and aluminum from the North American neighbors. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Hey, Yaffe, you got a show for the ride home this afternoon? Yes, once again, I just so happen to have one of those. What do we call it? (laughs) PM Orlando. When's it on? And it's on 5 to 6 p.m. (laughs) Not only is it on this afternoon, but it's on Monday through Friday, every afternoon during the week. And what, pray tell, does it feature (laughs) that folks would want to listen to? Well, if you are really into breaking news, national, local, you name it, we'll talk about it. News, weather, traffic, the yes, whole deal. Sir. Seriously, 5 to 6 uh, on the way home with Yaffe and team, and you will love it. Alan, my co-host, is here to get us all up to date in advance of Open Mind Monday with our 8 o'clock news check. Yeah, we've got good news at the gas pumps, bud, and we'll hear the final moments of an emergency landing of a plane on I-4. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. And on this gorgeous May morning, we greet you at 8 o'clock on a Monday with our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way here and now on News Radio 93.1. WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, gas prices heading down. More in one minute. And our callers and texters have been on fire all morning. Now take over the show and tell us what you think on the topic of your choice. It's Open Mind Monday next on Good Morning Orlando. Good news for the 2 million Floridians expected to hit the road for the Memorial Day weekend. AAA says gas prices could be 
30 cents a gallon lower than they were last year at this time. The current statewide average of $2.64 is the lowest it's been since March. AAA reports the average price in the Orlando area today is $2.58. That is down nine cents from a week ago. Yeah, but I'd say shop around. You can get gas cheaper than that. I saw it for $2.47 on the way in at a station that sold it for $2.79 a couple of weeks ago, Alan. Well, as I said, AAA reports the average price. I know that, but I'm saying there are bargains out there. Yes, gas bud, you are correct. Absolutely, I am. Do not fight, boys. This news <laughs> brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We are now hearing the final moments as the pilot of a small plane was forced to make an emergency landing on I-4 during rush hour in Orlando last Thursday. I am uh, about 11 miles north of the airport and I just ran out of fuel at one time. Angel Garcia asking air traffic controllers to let him land at Orlando Executive Airport, but he didn't make it. Hey, mayday, mayday, going down. No, no airport, no airport. The plane went down on a ramp at I-4 and Maitland Boulevard, clipping one car, but luckily no one was injured. Reminds us of Sully just suddenly saying, no airport, we're in the Hudson, yeah. and everybody survived, and on a smaller scale, that's what we saw here. In that moment, you don't have much time to say anything else except no airport. You bet. An immigration plan that alarmed South Florida authorities is apparently not happening. Governor Ron DeSantis tweeting that the federal government will not transport hundreds of detained migrants to facilities in Palm Beach and Broward counties. DeSantis said this weekend the plan came from what he calls the inner bowels of the federal bureaucracy and not from President Trump. I talked about this earlier in the show. Be a great topic for you to weigh in on on Open Mind Monday coming right up. Florida's highest court is rejecting attempts to delay this week's planned execution of serial killer Bobby Joe Long. He is scheduled to die by lethal injection on Thursday. On Friday, Supreme Court justices rejected defense claims that Long suffers from a traumatic brain injury and should be spared the ultimate punishment. Long was convicted of the 1984 murder of a Tampa woman, and he later pleaded guilty to seven other murders. The mother of Trayvon Martin is channeling her campaign to end gun violence into the political arena. Sabrina Fulton unveiled her plan to seek a seat on the Miami-Dade County Board of Commissioners on Saturday. The Miami Herald reports a more formal Monday afternoon announcement would be the official launch. She plans to challenge Oliver Gilbert, the Miami Gardens mayor, for the commission chair, soon to be vacated because of term limits. Fulton has spent much of her time running a foundation bearing her son's name that focuses on social justice and gun reform. Martin was killed in 2012 by then-neighborhood watchman George Zimmerman. Fulton says she was just a mom before that day, but found her activism when she lost her son. Gernal Scott, Fox News. West Palm Beach native and FSU grad Brooks Kepka is celebrating his second consecutive PGA championship. He carded a 4-over-74 on Sunday at Beth Page Black up at Long Island, but held on to beat Dustin Johnson by two strokes. It's Kepka's fourth career major win in just the last two years. Well, it's been incredibly quick. I know that. Um, it's It's been so much fun these last, what is it, two years? It's pretty close to two years. Um, it's incredible. I don't, I, I don't think I even thought I was going to do it that fast. I don't think anybody did. Kepka joins Tiger Woods as the only back-to-back -back winners since the PGA Championship went to stroke play in 1958. It's amazing what he does in the majors, but boy, he almost choked it away yesterday. And uh, the world's number one uh, DJ, 
He came after him and almost got him. The key word is almost. Right. Almost. All you need is one shot, and he had two. WFLA News time is 8.07. A former football star is credited with stopping a gunman in an Oregon school. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And it's the Open Mind Monday hour right now. Your take on any topic. How do you feel about um, the flow of migrants into um, South Florida cities and other cities around the country now apparently being stopped here in Florida at the behest of uh, Governor DeSantis, who connected with the president on that? What do you think about the possibility of Trump uh, pardoning in conjunction with Memorial Day uh, some soldiers charged with war crimes, one already convicted, and what would you think about war with Iran? Is this a route we need to go down? And politically, what would it do to the Trump presidency? We also have sales tax uh, issues that are being voted on in Osceola County, in Volusia County, and we can get your reaction to that as well. Or something else we're not even thinking about right now, um, and we want to know what you think. You are the host of Good Morning Orlando for the duration of your Open Mind Monday call. And we'll listen. Everyone will listen and keep an open mind. That's the promise here. Open Mind Monday. Join us at 407-916-5400. Go to the toll-free at 866-916-5400 or the text line 23680 where standard message and data rate supply. It's Open Mind Monday. Join us. You know, bud, if we're asking people to host the show, the least we can do is pay them for their time. Yes. And uh, you could win $1,000 as we attempt to make your wallet great again. Listen for the keyword of the hour. We're about to announce it. Text the keyword to 200-200. If you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513. So please answer it because it's going to be good news. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 810. Headlining our breaking news from the Bay Area, a Ramadan dinner and prayer service at a Tampa mosque marred by a deadly fight between two men attending the events. The argument led to a deadly shooting in the parking lot of the Islamic Society of Tampa Bay's mosque last night, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. The suspected shooter was detained, the victim taken to the hospital where he later died. Investigators say the victim and the suspect knew each other. Both were attending prayer services at the mosque. They say there's no threat to the public, they don't see this as terrorism, and the suspect is cooperating with detectives reportedly, and no charges yet filed. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's Open Mind Monday, just chumming the waters for topics that we've talked about. Um, the flow of migrants into uh, South Florida that looked like it had been ordered by President Trump, but he says it came out of the Border Patrol on the border, not through him, has been stopped after a phone call from DeSantis to Trump. Um, I made the case that I thought that sending these migrants out to municipalities that are run by Democrats in most cities, and, and a lot of counties are in certain parts of the country, run by Democrats, might be the Trump administration's secret strategy to get those local politicians to get on the case of their Democrat representatives in Congress and say, you guys have got to get something done on border security. 
Nobody else is saying that. It was my theory espoused earlier in the show. Uh, a controversy over the president's plans, perhaps, according to the New York Times, to pardon some soldiers in advance of Memorial Day who are charged with war crimes. And what if we went to war with Iran? A lot of tough talk and tough tweeting from the president. Would it destroy Trump's presidency? I made the case that it would. Some of you agreed. Some of you did not. All of this we can get into an open mind Monday. The two sales tax uh, hikes that are on the ballot in Osceola and Volusia County, respectively. The votes are tomorrow. What do you think? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Bob, our old friend from Longwood on Open Mind Monday. Bob, what's on your mind? Uh, thank you, bud. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the people that come across the border and stuff like that, you know, just bring them to Florida. Um, I don't, we took in 350,000 Puerto Ricans from the last hurricane. We fed them, opened the doors, and, you know, actually a lot of them stayed, you know, got jobs. A lot, here of, and a lot, a lot of them left, too, but go ahead. Yeah, but why don't we place some uh, some of these people from the border into Puerto Rico because, you know, it's cheaper labor, uh, they can rebuild that uh, uh, island and everything like that, and and they speak Spanish and everything like that. You know, I, I, huh? I think they should go there, you know. Uh, Puerto Rico should open the doors for these people, too. All right. It's Open Mind Monday. Thanks for telling me what's on your mind, Bob. I appreciate it. Here's Bill in Leesburg. What's on your mind this morning, Bill? Welcome aboard from beautiful Lake County. Yes, I'd like to just ask the question is, if you put a stop on legal immigration to put pressure on the politicians until you got illegal immigration under control, would that be possible? How would that work? Uh, your uh, idea on that? Uh, and it's an open mind Monday. It's, it, it's time for you to state what you think, Bob, Bill. We can talk the other way the, another day, but you tell me what you think. Well, I think that if you could do that to put the pressure on the politicians to do something about illegal immigration that possibly um, that could help because isn't there, I believe there's like a million legal immigrants coming in here every year, and that's about what you're getting now. Good hearing from you, Bill. We appreciate it. Got a new caller on the line as well. Haven't even gotten to the text line. So what's on your mind this morning? What are you excited about? What's grinding your gears? Whether we've talked about it or not, bring a new topic to the table. It's your show. Open Mind Monday rolls on. 407-916-5400, toll-free, open at 866-916-5400, and our text line where standard message and data rates apply, 23680. Clay, our brand-new caller, stay tuned. You'll be first on the phones, but I'd like to hear from you, and I hope to in just a moment. Open Mind Monday, calls and texts just ahead as we continue toward 9 o'clock. We have a traffic and a weather update coming as well in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg is brushing off President Trump's tweets at a Fox News town hall event in New Hampshire last night where he got a standing ovation on Fox. The South Bend, Indiana mayor said he doesn't care about Trump's tweets, even those criticizing him. On Twitter, Trump has compared Buttigieg in his appearance to Mad Magazine cartoon figure Alfred E. Newman. Buttigieg called Trump's tweets mesmerizing and said, like many grotesque things, it's hard to look away from them. Updates at least every 10 minutes are no top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando with me, Alan Spector, him, Bud Hedinger, those guys, Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox.
It's Open Mind Monday. Let's go to the phones. We've got a brand new caller, Bud Clay from Orlando. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How's everybody doing this morning? We're doing great. How are you? What's on your mind on Open Mind Monday? Before I go off on, I guess, a tangent, I just need a little bit of clarification that maybe you guys can help me with. On the, when they were going to send all of everyone to South Florida, was there anything that was forcing them to remain in South Florida, or was it essentially we're dropping them off and everybody deals with it on their own? Was there anything keeping them there? No, I, I think there was a sense that they couldn't keep them there. They would be processed okay. and released. Yeah. Okay, that, Okay. then that's where my, I'm glad either, whoever gave Trump the idea needs to be fired, because I think it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of, because they traveled hundreds, if not thousands of miles to get to the border. Why would they stay in an area that's going to become overpopulated repeatedly, month after month, year after year? They're just going to move north. And they're going to come to Orlando. They would come to the Republican-based counties in this state and piss everybody off and then just keep moving north through the southern states that all voted for Trump. So I don't see why you would release them anywhere near uh, his base or in his stronghold, the ones that put him in office. Because all it's going to do is as our city were to flood up with people that we don't want here, we're not going to be happy about it. So we're just going to get mad. And usually when it comes to that, the person that you'll see that reflected in the election. So I'm glad he backed off of that, whoever got in his gear about it, because if nothing was containing them in that area, they're going to go north. It's just it's just habit. When there's no resources, they move. It's with anything. Hey, before so you I'm go, glad. Clay, let me ask yeah. you, for other folks out there who have never gotten up the nerve to call, this is the first time you've ever called us, right? I think you did a terrific yes, job expressing your opinion on Open Mind Monday. What finally prompted you to take the leap, and how has it been for you as a first-timer? Oh, it's no, I tend to call into sports stations usually because uh-huh. I'm a sports guy, but I listen to you every morning. I just don't really want to put my opinion in because, as you know, with the political culture around here, and I've got people that I know personally on both sides of the aisle, when I weigh in an opinion, mm-hmm. I don't feel like dealing with it outside of the phone call. Um, I'm a I very cordial person when it comes to just communication, and if somebody's just going to hold how I speak or what my opinion of mine against me throughout the day, I just would rather avoid it. But this was a topic that I was glad he backed away from, and I saw a lot of people online kind of going back right. and forth about it. So yep. that was why. We're and, glad and you took the leap. We didn't beat you up too badly, did we, Clay? No, not at all. I'll definitely be calling back. Yeah, don't be a stranger. Thanks. We appreciate it. Quick check of the text line. Callers, hold your place. We'll continue with Open Mind Monday. Uh, yes, bud. While well, Iran has been a big topic this morning on whether Trump would go to war with Iran and how it would be politically for him, One person says, I wouldn't put it past the Democrats to want the U.S. to be in some sort of conflict with Iran or North Korea because they can't talk about the economy for 2020. So there you go. Another person, though, wants to talk about Mayor Pete Buttigieg, says it's amazing how the media is praising the mayor. Now they are saying Trump is attacking Fox News, wants to know. What you think about it, bud? No, it's over my Monday. I'm not weighing in. I want to know what the what the texter thinks. I got to tell you, Buttigieg got a standing O at the at New Hampshire Town Hall on Fox, okay, yesterday, and I watched a little bit of it. Give him, you know, say what you want to say about his politics or his personal life or whatever. The guy is a terrific speaker and communicator. Really plays well on television. That is, I think, that's an objective evaluation. Uh, more coming up on Open Mind Monday. Don't go away. Um, Alan, as far as folks checking in at the bottom of the hour and expecting news, 
What do you got? Well, not one, but two vice presidents visiting Florida today, and the Avengers are replaced. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 829. The word this week in Florida, the VPs are coming. The VPs are coming, Ellen. Hide your women and children. <laughs> Politics takes center stage in Florida to start the week as the current and former vice presidents of the United States pay the Sunshine State a visit. Former vice president and current 2020 Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden is beginning his week in Florida. Today he's hoping to inject big bucks in his campaign with an event in Miami. Tomorrow he'll be in the Orlando area with high-powered attorney John Morgan welcoming him to his home. Current vice president Mike Pence wants to get more people behind the president's campaign promising to end NAFTA. During an America First policies event in Jacksonville this morning, he's expecting to demand Congress pass the administration's U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Troopers say they've made an arrest in a deadly hit-and-run crash in Osceola County. Kabir Ramnarine was taken into custody at the Apollo Inn in Kissimmee. Investigators say Ramnarine lost control of his car and crashed into a sign, killing the passenger in his car, Ashley Ramnarine. The 26-year-old suspect is charged with vehicular manslaughter and driving on a revoked license. A Disney World employee is accused of stealing clothing off the backs of several animatronic characters at the Magic Kingdom. Patrick Spikes allegedly stole more than $7,000 worth of clothing and accessories from the Haunted Mansion, then sold at least one of the dresses online for 1000 bucks. Disney park goers telling our news partner Fox 35 it's all a bit odd. It's just strange. It's just kind of weird. I think it's opportunistic. I don't think it's the right thing to do. It's theft is what it is. And then there's apparently enough of a market to incentivize him to do it. Deputies first discovered Spike's alleged scheme in an online forum where he routinely posted behind-the-scenes pictures from the park. Here's a new number one at the box office. Three weeks at the top, Avengers Endgame has been replaced at the top spot by Keanu Reeves and the third installment of John Wick. Jonathan, what have you done? John Wick Chapter 3 has grossed an estimated $57 million in its opening weekend. Avengers Endgame slid to second place in its fourth weekend with $29 million. This is the fight of our lives. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. Pokemon Detective Pikachu placed third with over $24 million, And A Dog's Journey opened in fourth. Debbie Hanley, Fox News. You know, I still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. I haven't made it yet. There ought to be open seats and, by now. And I, think, I think there might be a few. But somehow I've managed to avoid any spoilers. I don't know how I've done that. Kawhi Leonard scored eight of his 36 points in the second overtime as the Raptors knocked off the Bucks 118-112 in Game 3 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals in Toronto. Milwaukee leads the series 2-1. WFLA News Time is 8.36. Be listening just after the top of the hour. For your next chance to make your wallet great again, when we announce the keyword of the hour, text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. Meantime, Bud Man, Open Mind Monday continues. Uh, yeah, it does. And I'll tell you what, let's go now in just a moment to the phones. We got a rant about Fox News town halls. I think it has to do with Democrats appearing. Um, somebody on Bill Barr, great variety on the text line. 
If you got something to say, we'll keep an open mind no matter what it is, whether we agree or not, at 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. All right, let's go to the phones on Open Mind Monday to St. Cloud and Osceola County. Mike, what's up? Hey, bud. Happy Monday. Yeah, I wanted to rant but also praise the Fox News town halls. Personally, I just can't tolerate it. I want to be puke when I hear Buttigieg and Klobuchar, but it's a brilliant strategy. Fox is grabbing up the disenfranchised former CNN addicts, MSNBC addicts who, who have turned away, and they can't get access to their people anymore because the 12 psychiatric patients who watch MSNBC every night, they don't have an audience. So... Fox is grabbing up the disenfranchised left, and they're watching Fox treat these people with respect and balance, and they're becoming to realize Fox is not the ogre. It's a brilliant move economically and financially for Fox, but I want to puke. Well, I, you want, I compliment you, them. Well, you want to puke because? I, I can't tolerate when I know someone's lying to my face. I listen to the left, and they, they really? want border security. No, wait, and hang hang, on, hang on a second here. Do you really think they're lying, or do you think it's what they truly believe, yeah. which is even scarier? No. No, they take a poll. Look at the, our favorite Joe Biden. He's for it before he's against it, but then he's for it again, but on Wednesday he's against it. It depends <laughs> on who he's talking to. It's like dating two women and lying to both of them. I don't trust them. I don't trust anyone. All right, great talk. I appreciate that. 407-916-5400. Yaffe, you know what? Some people are just apoplectic about Fox opening the door to these Democrats for these town halls. I think it's a good thing. I like tuning in because, you know what? There's no way I'm going to vote for any of these people, but I really want to know what they think. And it helps me understand the opposition better. And it's useful to me in that regard. And Buttigieg, whatever you want to say about where he is on the issues, is one of the finest communicators I've heard running for president in quite a while. Not only that, but they'll be challenged more. Yes. When they're on there. Yes. Thank you. That's a great, great point. Uh, But it's all about you guys and gals on Open Mind Monday. In a moment to the text line, but let's go to South Brevard County and bring in Olin from Palm Bay. What's on your mind on Open Mind Monday, Olin? Hey, good morning, bud. I can see a faint glimmer of hope that Hillary Clinton and all of the deep state bad actors may... uh, find some measure, face some measure of justice because of our Attorney General Barr, mm-hmm. and he has appointed a special prosecutor, a man named John Durham from Connecticut. Yeah, he went to my alma mater, Colgate University. The guy is tough as nails. You like Barr? You like Barr and you like Burton? Uh, yes, I do. And uh, John Durham, Durham rather. is uh, he has a lot of experience yes, he in does. this kind of uh, government corruption. He knows the, go, the questions to answer, uh, the avenues to go down. He's just good. And I don't think that any of these, well, some of the people may wind up in prison, but probably not Hillary Clinton. But they are going to face some measure of justice for all the dirty tricks yep. and things they've done. I agree with you, Holden, on that, and I can't wait to see it happen. Quick check of the text line, and then we'll get into the text line big time in a moment. Yeah, one person thinks the Democrat primary is about to get fun because Joe Biden is trying to play nice 
but now we can watch the extreme left go after him. Yeah, and indeed, they are and they will. More Open Mind Monday right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Central Florida headlines for you right now. If you're just joining us, we can tell you that three people are hurt after a shooting at a bar in Brevard County. It happened Sunday afternoon in Palm Bay at the wet spot on Dixie Highway during a memorial ceremony. The victims reportedly in serious condition. No arrest announced. No word on a motive. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's Good Morning Orlando with Alan Spector, the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa, and Open Mind Monday. And checking a couple of uh, texts that have just come in, Bud. Uh, one person asks, War with Iran? I'm a little disturbed by the fact we have been at war for almost the entire century thus far. And on another topic, think they should drop immigrants in Mr. Morgan's house. Oh, yeah. John's <laughs> uh, hosting a Biden fundraiser tonight up in his place in Seminole County, right? That's the word. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, I think he lives Is in a neighborhood. Is it tonight or tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm Is sorry. it tomorrow? I think he lives in a neighborhood that's fenced in. I think there's actually a, a gated fence or community? a wall. Oh. Hmm. oh, I know it. I know it's I know it's a gated community. Yeah. I it think is. they should tear down that oh, wall. Oh, the walls. Yeah. Yes. Stop. I got a text here that says Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh Buttigieg. It's it's boot edge egg, edge. Egg. I know it's tough when you look at it, but now we've been taught it's boot Buttigieg. edge edge. Boot edge edge. Okay. Anyway, Mayor Pete, how about that, brought up four news tax hikes on his uh, Fox News town hall. Plus, Mayor Pete gets the opportunity from Fox to promote his values and decides to attack Tucker Carlson, another popular host on Fox. Apparently, this texture says, not so smart. Interesting. What else do we see on the text line before we wrap it up? Or are we about done here? Uh, let's see <laughs> here. I did see one that was kind of interesting. One talking about that plane that landed on I-4, ran out of gas. Mm -hmm. Guy says running out of gas in an airplane is absolutely, utterly, completely inexcusable. Yeah, I guess, but maybe you could have a faulty gas gauge. Wouldn't that be possible? You get fooled by it? I don't know. I guess that is possible, but yeah. I think mm -hmm. he knew yeah. it was coming. Well, maybe. That's it. Now, we're playing... Sound judgment, and we got a great grape-stomping celebration out at the Lake Ridge Winery. This is great fun. All kinds of good food and drink and live music, and you get to stomp grapes. We've got a family four-pack. Get on the line at 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, or the toll-free 866-916-5400. And if you're out there saying, ooh, I'm not going to be stomping any grapes. That sounds gross. Somebody you know <laughs> will love that prize. <laughs> Win it, give it to them. Right, Alan? Yeah. There you go. You can pretend you're Lucy Ricardo. Remember <laughs> the episode where she was stomping grapes? Yeah, I'm not nearly old enough to remember that. but Well, I did you see know, it. back I, in the day. I did see a, <laughs> I did see a rerun. 407-916-5400. We're playing for this great new prize. Now, come on, get on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we will have some fun. Still have an open line on uh, sound judgment for this great new prize. Big party, wine and cheese, and grape stomping and live music at the um, Lake Ridge Winery in Claremont. So get on board, 407-916-5400. Hit the uh, toll-free, still open at 866-916-5400. 
The games after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you. One final time in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. We'll leave you on a high note for our uh, last headline of the morning with a Memorial Day weekend coming. Gas prices you'd normally expect to be going up or going down. I saw gas for two forty-seven a gallon coming in this morning in the Orlando area, averaging in the Orlando market two sixty-four. Triple A says drivers could find holiday gas prices thirty cents less than last year. Updates at least every ten minutes on the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 407 916 if you want to play for this great prize on sound judgment. Melissa. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. Have you ever heard of the Purple Two Foot? No, it's four pack of tickets going to happen for the Lake Ridge Winery. It's the Summer Grape Stomp. It is June 8th and 9th. We got a four pack of tickets for you to go enjoy and stomp some grapes. Yeah, live music too. You're going to love it. Here comes the question. For this May 20th edition of Sound Judgment, we put the spotlight on David Letterman, who hosted The Late Show on CBS for 33 years. Letterman did his last show on a May 20th some years ago. Listen to some sound of his intro and then his sign-off on his very last show. Then use your Sound Judgment to tell me how many years ago we heard this. See, now what happens, we don't have time for the giving gifts to the audience segment. (laughs) All right, that's pretty much all I got. The uh, only thing I have left to do for the last time on a television program, thank you and good night. Our question, how many years ago today or tonight did we hear that from David Letterman on his last show? Line one, how many years ago? Hey, well, they have something on that on our radio.com. Maj Ture, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Hey, help me out here. How many years ago? All right, you're right. Get out of here. Line two. Go ahead. Line two. What's up? How many years ago? About 20. No. How many years ago, line three? Much more recently. How many years ago did Letterman sign off for the last time? Line three. All right. Line four, you're up. How many years ago? Ten years. No, it's less than ten years. 407-916-5400. It's less than five years. Line one, how many years ago? It was four years ago. Absolutely. May 20th, 2015. Congratulations. You've won the prize. What's your first name? I'll send you a note. Kevin. Kevin, from where? From uh, Severus. You weren't sure about that. Okay, if you don't know, I don't know. Kevin, don't go away. I'm going to put you on hold right now, and you and Melissa are going to make arrangements. You're going to do some grape stomping and have a great time at the Lake Ridge Winery. Coming up, a very special announcement from iHeart. Okay, you'll want to hear that, and it takes us out a little early. Thanks for a great show. See you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, for Alan, Yaffe, and Melissa, the Budman. Thank you so much. God bless you. And as always, God bless America.